Hi guys, welcome to Self Care Sundays. This is Han, and I'm joined by the beautiful Naz. Hello, hello, big Hannah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I actually love it. I'm glad like you're sticking to the nickname. <laughs> I know. I find it hilarious because every time I I say it, I'm imagining how tiny you actually are. <laughs> Why can't I call you tiny? Yeah, I was just gonna say it's better than the nicknames your cousins gave me. That's what I'm like traumatized by that. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me again what they were calling you. Tiny. <laughs> oh, that's why it's in my head. Okay. <laughs> oh, we'll just call you Hannah Montana. Or Tony Montana. Chuck Norris. <laughs> oh, God. Let's not go back to my past. <laughs> How you been? How you been? Fill me in. How's your week? Busy. Oh, my God. I was just talking to my mom about this yesterday. I've been so busy that I haven't had time to eat, which is actually a good thing because I've been like fasting (laughs) technically. Yeah. So just having like one meal a day, even my weekend has been extremely busy, but otherwise fine. Have you been? Yeah. Can't complain. I just want to stay in bed all day, to be honest. Like I just don't want to get out of bed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's the weather too. (laughs) I know, but busy is good. I guess unless it's stressful, then it's like bloody shit. I know. I told you how my mom made me meal prep for the week. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was so jealous. I was like calling my mom, like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, she made me goodies and chicken with dips and chili sauce and everything. I'm like, wow. Kind of like the fact that I wasn't eating that much, but, you know, I'm not going to complain. It's funny how moms work. They're like really nice. And then like sometimes they're not. <laughs> oh, seriously. Like the first thing that came to the first thought that came to my head was, okay, so what do you want from me in return? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think I deserve this kindness. <laughs> oh my God. And then when she's not kind to you, you're like complaining. <laughs> exactly. Let's get this show on the road so we can go back in bed. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I'm actually going to have a nap after this with my baby girl. So I'm so excited. (laughs) I love how you schedule your naps. I know. I actually like it. (laughs) I plan my whole day around my naps. (laughs) Wow. You are old. Do you understand? I wake up and I'm looking forward to that 1 p.m. nap. (laughs) All right. So basically, guys. I just wanted to say thank you so much for your feedback and thank you so much for your emails and your DMs. Honestly, we, like, we're really grateful and I think that's why we continue releasing episodes. We've had like so many questions and people asking for advice sent through emails and DMs and we've been a little bit lazy. So what we've done for this episode is decided to compile as many questions as we can get through and answer them for you. Yeah, this should be exciting. It is. I always love your questions. I, I really do. Because something like you see the randomest shit in there. <laughs> I know. I know. I hope we give the right advice, though. Take our advice with a grain of salt is what I would say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, look, it just depends. Like, we don't really have much context either with um, the questions that you've sent through. So hopefully we can do that. We can do justice. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. What's the, what's the first question? Okay. Let me get out my notes okay so the first question is I've started talking to a guy and he started getting sexually flirtatious in the second conversation do you think he's genuine wow wow what do you think Uh, okay I hate when a man is sexually flirtatious I think it's disgusting (laughs) very early on I would say it's 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 a put off because if someone gets sexual with you in the second conversation, then you know what they're looking for. 
you know, because because in the first few conversations that you have, like they should be putting in their effort into getting to know you if they want a, if they want a relationship, you know, but if they're not, then it's kind of like, oh, they're only asking you questions to see what they can get from you, sec- like sexually. Of course. So that kind of already tells you what they're looking for. But then I also think every man tests your boundaries. And I think he's maybe like in his past experience, he's had women where he's had these conversations in the first or second conversation and they were open to it. And he's testing your boundary like 100%. He's testing how far he can go with you. I find it absolutely disgusting. I find it degrading. If someone was to speak to me like that, I would feel less of myself. But it depends on you. Like if you like this person and you're like, okay, you know what, he is a really good guy, but this is like the only kind of red flag I'm seeing. What I would do personally is I would set boundaries and just be like, hi, look, I don't like you talking about this stuff. It's inappropriate. I don't feel comfortable. And if you want to move forward, I would like suggest that, you know, like we don't have these type of conversations if he respects it and like completely shuts it down and goes back to like a normal human being, then yeah, maybe he is genuine for you. Maybe he was just testing your boundaries. Maybe he's just a man, but if he like dips and disappears, good, he's dipped and disappeared. But Mm. if he like continues to talk to you, but then continues to bring it up, I think get rid of him. He's not genuine. He's just there for one thing. Yeah. And I feel like this usually happens to people when they start talking to someone who's overseas. Because the conversation starts off with, oh, let's go on FaceTime, you know, so I can see what you look like or send me a photo. And then that gets, you know, into like inappropriate stuff, like send me a photo with you wearing less clothes. <laughs> so it's, 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 I think long distance, it's a very tricky space to navigate because it's really hard to know what people's intentions are. I don't even think it's just overseas. I mean, overseas definitely maybe more. I've had a lot of friends have these issues. Like I had this conversation with a friend like maybe a month ago and she was talking to a guy and she's honestly like one of the most modest people I know. And he like already insinuated in the first conversation and he already like was pushing for like, do you want to come over? And she was so upset. Like she was distraught and she was like, oh, is there something wrong with me? Am I giving off like vibes to this guy? And I'm like, no, I go, he's literally just trying his luck with everyone that he speaks to, I think. (laughs) Yeah, because you shouldn't be asking someone to come over to your house like on a first date. Like, I think that's that's inappropriate. I mean, it it depends on the person. Like, if that's something you're comfortable with, then that's fine. Yeah, but you should he should definitely be putting in more effort to do fun things with you on a first date. Not like it feels like a cop out. Like, just come to my house. And no, yeah, but, right. yeah, but like, like definitely, yeah. It's not just overseas. I think a lot of guys are testing boundaries, seeing what they can get. Because it's like, look, if they can get something without committing I mean they would yeah I would say in the first few conversations you have with someone like they should be putting an effort into getting to know you and all of you yeah not just what you can offer you know so yeah it's definitely a red flag (laughs) no a hundred percent I agree but yeah look I don't know if he's genuine either set your boundaries if he's still around and he stops this conversation then he stopped this conversation if he continues talking about this stuff, then he's definitely not genuine. Yeah, like he's not genuine about wanting a relationship. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. The second question is, I'm looking to start investing in crypto. What wallet are you using and what coins do you recommend? I think this is definitely one for you to answer. My favourite topic in the whole wide world. 
I've been getting a lot of people DM me, even on my personal account, about this question. I'm in Australia and I use CoinSpot. I absolutely love it. I recommend it for everyone in Australia to use it. I think like the depositing times and the withdrawing times are pretty quick. How did you find it? Because I know I've recommended you to use it as well. I think it was pretty easy to use, but then also like I had you mentoring me, so I'm not sure how easy it would be to learn to learn how to use it on your own. But like, are there other coins, uh, other wallets that people are using in Australia? Yes, there is. So you can use Binance, you can use Crypto.com. I personally prefer a like a, and it's not a. So this is not a wallet. It's called an exchange. So I prefer an exchange that is Australian based. Mm. that makes sense because I feel like it's just more safer for me I found it better anyway if I have any issues I can get help straight away which I haven't had any problems anyway and I think it's really important for when I'm withdrawing money and when I'm depositing money if I want to quickly buy something if the prices have dropped and I quickly want to buy it I can deposit money instantly and if the prices have gone high and I want to get my money out it literally I can get my money out instantly comes into my account within a few hours, but I don't think you have that leisure with an exchange, like an overseas exchange. Yeah. So, so CoinSpot is the place to go. I definitely, if you're in Australia, I recommend CoinSpot. I recommend, I recommend crypto.com and I recommend Binance. Overseas, I had someone DM me in America saying that they're buying their crypto from Robinhood. Don't do that if you're in America. Don't buy your crypto from Robinhood because you don't actually own your coin. Like it's, you don't own the rights to your coin. You can only buy and sell. So don't buy wow. it on wood. If you're in America, try Binance, try something called Kraken, Gemini. Um, what else do I? Wait, there's a wallet called Gemini? There's an exchange called Gemini. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bloody Gemini's. <laughs> Before I get to the coins, if you have a certain amount of money on your exchange, exchanges aren't like mm, they're safe to a certain extent. They're called hot wallets. So if you reach a certain amount and you're uncomfortable with your money being on a hot wallet, I would recommend something called a ledger. It's like a little USB. You can order it online. So if you're investing and you've got a lot of money, I would definitely recommend that you take your money off the wallet, off the exchange and put it onto a ledger. And that's called a cold wallet. And you just have that with you all the time and no one can hack into it. The coins that I recommend, so it's a little bit tricky. A lot of people like DM and ask, oh, what coins should I invest in? What coins do you recommend? And it's kind of like you definitely need to do your own due diligence. You need to read the white paper and you need to figure out what you want to invest in. I can tell you what I like, but for example, like XRP, I got in at like 0.3 cents and now it's like one point to Australian dollars. So for me right now, XRP is like too expensive to buy, but for you, it might be okay. Um, so I think just figure out the price that you want to get in, do your research and have a look at you know where the prices were, where the prices might be heading, what the actual coin is doing, what it's, what it's going to do for the world. That being said, I recommend, so definitely my baby XRP. Do you still have that, by the way, Nasra? I have some XRP. I sold some, but I have a bit left, yes. Okay, so I recommend Cardano. I recommend Kusama. I love Matic. I'm definitely feeling it, and it's really low at the moment if you want to buy. Not financial. What about, um, not financial what about Dodge? Advice. 
I don't, I, I recommend Dodge to make quick money. Like I made, I took most of my Dodge out. Okay. So I do recommend um, Shiba Inu. Did you end up buying that? Yes. Yeah. Well, which one? Shiba. Shiba. So it's like the Dodge killer. It's the new Dodge. Like it's got basically, there's no like thing behind it. It's just another dog meme, but I feel like it's really low at the moment. It might go up, might make good money from it. But yeah, those are the coins I recommend. And Stella and I recommend Tron. I can see a lot of wealth in your future. Oh, don't say that. My portfolio is looking really shit because the market is down, but I love it. I love a down market. All right, next question. Let's move it along. I'm newly single from a long-term relationship. Would you guys recommend dating apps? I don't know. Like, I feel like sometimes dating apps are good and they can work because it exposes you to people you normally would not have met in the circles that you travel in. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it gives you more options. You know, you can see all the fish in the sea. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it depends on where you live. It depends on how how social your life is. Like for someone who's too busy to, you know, to meet new people and you just just don't meet new people, yeah, dating apps can be a good thing. I mean, it depends which dating app you're using because some are more serious than others. Okay. Another good thing about dating apps, I feel like if you're serious about being in a, wanting to be in a relationship, like some dating apps can help you cut through the bullshit because they ask people to answer like, you know, some like critical, important questions that will save you time. Like, you know, religion, what, what their interests are, where they live, <laughs> it, like where they live in your city. So I feel like it can save you time if people actually answer those questions honestly and truthfully, because sometimes it's just bullshit. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, what, what do you think? I, I hate dating apps. <laughs> oh, <probably get laughs> all dating the apps? Yeah, I think all dating apps are stupid. I think I'm going to offend a lot of people. I just think it's dumb. I hate it. I think it's very hard to kind of, okay, maybe I might be hypocritical because I have Instagram and stuff, but I feel like it's very hard to just judge someone based on like a photo and be like, yep, let me swipe on you or like a little bit of something that they've written in their profile. I don't like that. I like to be courted. So I want someone to come seek me out and not with a swipe. So I think on the dating app, I feel like it's like a level playing field. I feel like it's okay, very so where easy. would you okay, so where would you think that you would meet someone then? So it's not on a dating app, like would you meet people through social media? Because I feel like it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm like, oh hey, I'm looking for someone when I'm on the dating app. Like, you know, like I don't know. I don't <laughs> like it. And I'm but like, then that's, that can be a good thing because people <laughs> on dating apps, or most people on dating, and I'm not talking about Tinder, but like most people on other dating apps you know what they want. Like they're looking for a relationship. So that cuts through a lot of the bullshit. And also a lot of people are not genuine on dating apps as well. Well, yeah. Yeah. Some people aren't. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I look, I personally don't like it. Um, I rather Instagram, I rather you like DM and be like, Hey, but then you don't know what that person wants. Maybe they're DM because I know I can get to know them, but I don't know. I just feel like I'm sitting there judging you. I'm, and I don't care about looks and you know that I don't give a shit about looks. So, like, the fact that, like, I become really vain and I start, like, you know, I'll become vain and I'm sure I'll probably just choose, like, really good-looking people because that's all I'm going for. (laughs) And I'm sure, like, there's probably someone that's average-looking that's probably amazing, but I'm like, you know, if I was in a dating app, which I'm not, you know, but I would would probably not swipe on the average Okay, okay, okay. So so if someone someone DM'd you through Instagram and they weren't particularly good-looking, would you respond? Mm. 
I don't know. It's so complicated. <laughs> <I don't Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I think it just comes down to personal preference. I don't like it. I prefer Instagram. I feel like I can see someone's profile. I can kind of know what they're about. I can see the stuff that they post. You know, like I have an idea. I just don't feel comfortable with dating apps. Yeah. Most dating apps will ask you to link your Instagram profile. So. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I, and, and the thing is, there are so many dating apps out there and they're all different and you just got to find one that works for you because, you know, there are dating apps that are religion-based, you know, yeah. like the Mozmash, the Salama, Salama, I don't know how you say it. And those can be a bit more serious, like, is there for people who are actually looking for marriage? And then there are um, dating apps like Tinder, which is on the other side of the spectrum, where you're not required to answer any questions and it's just literally based off someone's picture. And then there are dating apps like Hinge, which is kind of like in the middle, <laughs> where it's, you know, they, it's mandatory to answer at least three questions about yourself. But even there you find people who, you know, just want to have fun, for example. And if that's what you're looking for, then that's that's fine. But, yeah, like I get what you're saying in terms of some people will lie on their profiles and they're just not genuine. But I feel like you, you'll meet people like that anyway, you know, whether it's on a dating app, whether it's on social media. So that's where the the conversation has to, like, clarify that, you know. You have to have that conversation with the person. No dating app, no DMs are going to answer that for you. But um, yeah, yeah it just comes down it, to like it also. Be, it also depends. Like, are you getting approached in real life? Like, do you have people coming up to you, or do you have people in your DMs, or do you have people adding you? And then some people actually don't, and they have to kind of like resort to like dating apps, which I understand. If you are meeting people organically, or if you are meeting people on the gram, or if you are meeting people on Facebook or whatever, I think I don't know. Hold off on the dating apps for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next question. I love the TV shows you guys mentioned on the podcast episodes. What other TV shows would you recommend? What are you watching now? Seriously, I'm not watching anything at the moment. I'm watching some stupid sitcom, but it's not even worth mentioning. I've like I wanted to get into the new season of Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Yeah. We've actually been saying we want to watch that together for a long time, but yeah. I feel like it's just so serious. Like you have to be in the right headspace to watch something like that. Cause like there's not been a single episode that I've watched of The Handmaid's Tale where I haven't walked away angry at the world and angry at the patriarchy. So, you know, when you have like a busy, stressful day, like you just want to watch something that's like dumb. <laughs> you don't want to think. <laughs> uh, but I'm upset with you anyway. You're upset with me? Why? Yeah. Because I've recommended shows to you for like weeks and you haven't watched it. You recommended that stupid business show. What was it called? Anyway, let me say what I'm watching. Okay, so the last show I watched was Snarba Cash. It's a Swedish like drug drug show. It's very short. I think like eight episodes or something. I told like I was watching it. I'm like, oh, I'm loving this. So I texted you and I texted my little brother. He watched it and he's like, yeah, so good, Hannah. I loved it. And you're just like, I'm not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just going through a phase in my life right now where I can't watch anything serious. I'm yeah. trying not to even watch the news with all the horrible shit that's happening yeah, in the world. I stopped watching the news a long time ago. But, yeah, so I've watched Snubber Cash. That was the show that I pre- just watched, finished. And now I'm on – I've just started season three of Startup, which I love. Please get on that's it. That's the business one that I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, but it's so good. Just watch it. Well – Maybe we can watch it together because I won't watch it by myself. I'm up to season three. I told you, like, when I was up to, like, episode three, let's do this. <laughs> one day, one day. 
Yeah. So no, that's what I'm watching and that's what I've, yeah. So Sniper Cash Startup. What have you watched before? Like what was the last um, show you finished? Oh, you're really putting me on the spot, testing my memory. I don't know. I usually talk about the shit. Oh, Married at First Sight was probably the last thing that I was like fully getting into. Yeah, okay. But I'm not watching that. Even that started to make me depressed about the world because I'm just watching people's toxic interactions in their relationships. Yeah, I just I'm just at a very sensitive place. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like I can't. Yesterday I went to the train station and someone painted a picture of Jacinta Ardern, the um, Prime Minister of New South Wales, hugging a Muslim woman. So this was like after the was it in Queenscliff? (laughs) Yeah. After that attack happened at the mosque in Queenscliff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Queenstown. Anyway, somewhere in New Zealand after that whole incident happened and she was like very supportive of the Muslim community and people started to really like her her leadership style. So, yeah, so I, I saw that that picture painted, like someone did a graffiti painting of, of her hugging a Muslim woman. And this is like nine o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to get to work. And literally I teared up because I remembered everything that was happening at that, you know, at, at the time that that incident was happening. And I just got so emotional. I'm like, I can't believe someone would do that. So, so you see what I mean? Like I'm just in a very sensitive place. Like that was that happened like two years ago, you know. Oh, <laughs> but just God. seeing the picture, I got reminded of, and then all the posts that's happening on social media about Palestine. Yeah, like I just I can't I can't <laughs> deal with it. There's just so much negativity out there in the world, you know. And I know shows are made up, but I'm just not. I I, I need to be strong to watch something that's like even even the show you were talking about with the UK crime that's kind of like Top Boy. Oh, I, like don't the, wanna, I don't want to see. Yeah, 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 no, but I see. I'm like, show. I'm into that dark shit. Like, I like you don't watch it. Yeah, you'll probably be really sad. But like, I like people, unexpected people dying on the show, and I like all that stuff. So I'm just in a phase right now, I guess, as well. Like, I completely get what you do. I can't. Do, I haven't even watched the new season of Married at First Sight. I'm. I can't do reality at the moment. Yeah, it just it's just a phase. Yeah, but we need to get you out of this sad face, man. It, like. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm losing my partner. Like, what's going on? I know, I know. It's yeah. I don't know when I'll snap out of this, but <laughs> uh, you know what? Did, you know what did this to you? Married at first sight. I swear to God, you become sad after you watch that crap. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so into it too. Did I tell you how someone at work started filling out the application form for me so I can go in the next season? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please don't. I'm not coming on as a bridesmaid. <laughs> oh god next question me and my partner can't resolve arguments we both have different conflict style I hate conflict and avoid it he constantly needs reassurance how do we come together to resolve issues when they arise this is a tricky one because we've all been in a relationship with someone where you just keep butting heads you know and the simplest simplest arguments or and by simple I mean arguments that can be resolved very simply end up becoming this full blown out conflict and sometimes people break up over things like that but I feel like your attachment style influences how you fight in a relationship and I know you've often like I've come to you with certain situations and I'm like there's this issue that's happening and I just want to resolve it and he wants to like walk away and he doesn't want to talk about it what do I do and then you told me okay maybe it's because he's he's an avoidant yeah. I feel like in the way that you were explaining it to me then is you said like avoidant people find it hard to trust other people, you know? So like they often when they're arguing, like they put up a wall 
Yeah, they mm. feel like they're being attacked and they withdraw. So you need to figure out like a way to speak to that person. So without being like, without attacking them and saying like, you did this and you did this and you did this and you did this, maybe that person could be like, hey, I really appreciate when you've done this and this and this and like kind of started off with like a compliment or something nice, but it upset me when it led to this or when you ended up doing this. Yeah, it's the way you communicate with that person. Yeah, no one wants to be attacked and no one wants to be blamed. And there's people like when they get attacked and when they get blamed, they kind of just shut off, they close down and they avoid the whole conversation because they want to avoid it. They feel like they're being attacked. And then you've got someone on the other hand that's like, well, I want to constantly talk about it. I want to sit here and talk about it all the time. That's going to be a disaster. So something like a very small argument will end up turning into something really big because then the person that um, wants reassurance will be like, why don't you want to fix this with me? And the other person's just yeah. like, well, just let it go. Um, yeah, yeah. If you guys need to come to a middle ground where it's like you do discuss it, the uh, the person that's unavoidant doesn't get attacked. You guys discuss it in, like, you know, a respectful manner. If you are a seeker, so you're the person that wants to, like, resolve conflict, you know, approach things head on, and your partner is avoidant, like, First of all, un- understanding your conflict styles is definitely important and it feels like the person that's asked this question already understands that their partner is avoidant because then you can you can ask your partner to participate actively in the conversation and not to hide their opinion. So you can say, hey, I really want to know what you're feeling about this. Like, can you, can you talk to me? But at the same time, you have to not be a bully yourself because it's very easy to get frustrated by that other person with their lack of communication and... You know, it's very easy to start to raise the tone of your voice, you know, also raise the volume of your voice and have like an aggressive tone, even though that's not your intention, but because of your frustration, that's what it leads to. And then that pushes the other person away. Yeah. But you know what I've what I've come to learn and I've come to realize is I'm I'm definitely the type of person that um needs reassurance and I need to constantly like talk about it until it gets resolved. But I've changed and I feel like the way I've dealt with people now and arguments and stuff, and I kind of like see that this person is kind of withdrawing or is avoiding, then I kind of give them their space. Yes. And it yep. really does come down to like the attachment styles. And the person that needs reassurance is normally like an anxious attached because they want to constantly like fix it straight away. But it feels really good. What I've started to do and I've started to notice from other people or another, like a partner is when you kind of let it go and let them deal with it themselves. It's like they'll come back and you'll have that conversation that you've wanted to have anyway give them their space, give them their time. You don't need things to need to be like, you don't need to do it right there and then, you know, especially in the heat of the moment, like give people their space and their time to think and cool off because then you'll end up cooling off. And I feel like that second conversation that you end up having when you both cooled off and the, that other person, the avoidant is ready to talk, it's always a really healthy conversation. Yeah, never try to discuss an issue when you're right in the thick of it. When yeah. you're angry and you're emotional because nothing works out, it never works out. Yeah. You have to be patient, patient, like giving the person the space of like to figure out, like giving them space, first of all, like you said before, but also when you have the conversation, be patient with the pace that the conversation is going in. You know, let the person speak. I think this is my issue. Someone will say something and I'll literally interrupt them mid-sentence. How can you say that? And it's like, well, okay, wait, let me finish. That's not even what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> but I've already dropped the conclusions in my head. Like yeah. I'm trying to, I'm just so ready to get to get out all my thoughts and feelings, and I don't really give that person the space to actually fully express themselves. So it's also about 
how you communicate, right? It's like, yeah, it's, it's the number one principle in, in communication. Be a good listener. <laughs> you can't always be the one talking. Like you have to be a good listener. And that, that doesn't mean just hearing them, but actually trying to understand where they're coming from. It's Definitely. easier said than done, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. I think give them space. If you're, if you need reassurance, give the, the avoidant person space to kind of take time to think about what's going on and have that conversation with you. But the more you push an avoidant person to talk or to discuss something with you, the more they close off. And yes. unfortunately, the person that needs reassurance is going to be anxious the whole time. Like, I need to think about, I need to talk about this. I'm, I'm not going to be okay until I talk about it. But you'll survive. You'll live. Go take time for yourself too. But I feel and like don't push, yeah. and don't push the other person away. Like, because sometimes what I tend to do is I'll be like, okay, so this person needs space. They don't want to talk about it. But while I'm giving them space, I've completely checked out because I'm yeah. so focused on this issue that's unresolved in my head that I kind of pin the whole relationship around that issue until it's resolved. I'm like, I don't really think we have a future. Yeah, like in my head, like I've already I checked com- out. I completely, I com- no, I completely agree because. Like I think there was a um, remember that one time I had a disagreement with someone then and the person was just like oh you know like look, look we're going here let's do this blah, blah blah and I'm just like I can't even do that I can't even like I want to discuss what happened yeah yeah like <laughs> I, I want to just ignore it and sweep it under the rug because yeah, it's like, gonna be playing in my mind the whole day <laughs> I can't I'm like we have to address the elephant in the room but then yeah I've definitely learned to kind of let it go and there's always time for that conversation. You have to be patient. Yeah. So, but it also comes down to trust. Like you have to trust your partner to a certain extent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the next question is, my ex keeps reaching out to me, messaging me and complimenting me, but he hasn't said he wants to reconcile. What does he want? He doesn't want you. (laughs) (laughs) But then why is he messaging me and why is he complimenting me? I think that's the question. Yeah, because he's bored and he just wants someone to talk to and you're probably entertaining it and you know what? He he needs attention and you're giving him that attention. If someone wants you, he would have told you that he wanted you, would have asked you on a date probably, you guys would have been back together. If he's doing this, he's legit bored and he like doesn't have anyone in his life, yeah, and, he, and you give him attention. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's simple as that. I feel like also like sometimes people will breadcrumb you, like they'll lead you on romantically, flirting with you, all of that. Is this a new term? What is it? Yeah, it's basically like, like, okay, you know how ghosting is like the new term that everyone's throwing around? Breadcrumbing is another one. It basically means like when, when someone is leading you on romantically and flirting with you just to lead you on and keep your interest in them, even if they never intend to actually be, become romantically involved with you or commit to you. So you're kind of just like that backup. You know, like they don't want you to completely disappear or go away until they're like working their shit out. So it's like, oh, like they kind of find a comfort in knowing that you will always be there. You will always be around. So every now and then they'll throw a message your way or they'll throw a compliment your way. You know, they'll say that, hey, how you going? I've been thinking about you. Yeah, fuck off bullshit. Like what's you thinking about me? going to? What's that got to do with anything? You know, so it's like it's bread coming. They're, They're literally putting breads in your path, like so that you can just keep picking up those little crumbs and in your head you're thinking okay this person's like still into me like they want me but they're not you're just you're literally just the backup option yeah 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 100 I, I literally I think you said it yeah you hit the nail on the head 
I love it. Yeah. And the only way you'll really know, like if you think that there's potentially something there between you and your ex, just ask them. Like if they're all of a sudden reappear into your life and you're getting all these feelings, the only way you can know is by being direct. Just ask can them. You, like, would, you, in your life. would you be direct? Would you say it? Do you think it's that easy? <laughs> if my ex is messaging me and flirting with me, like would I ask him, what do you want from me? No, probably not. <laughs> Exactly. It's very difficult, but I think it's not that easy. So the act like actions speak louder than words. And like, honestly, this, if this person wants, if anyone wants you, they're going to tell you they want you, man. Like, that's just that. That's true. That's true. And until then you just live your life. Yeah. Don't respond and block him or delete him or tell him to piss off. Or if you have a friendship, I mean, I don't know, just, just don't respond. Don't entertain it. He's only doing it because he's bored. Yeah, yep, yep. And if something better Bored, comes along, lonely. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes people are lonely and then when, when they feel alone, they like their mind takes them back to the last place where they felt comfortable and maybe you are that last place. But it doesn't mean that they're willing to give things another go. And like you said, like unless they've said that, we can't assume that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I'm a breadcrumber. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But you're yeah, a ghost too. You're all of it. You can't be like toxic a lot <laughs> that's because you hate on me for being a gemini oh my god oh my god oh my god okay speaking of gemini can i read um justin justin laboy's tweet surviving a, gen- a gemini share your stories about those demons and how you made it out of the situation alive this is a safe place <laughs> like yes survive those demons what the fuck <laughs> we're not that bad oh my god the go- flaw that gemini's have is the fact that they can't make up their mind that's it no, 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 Gemini. I'm gonna. I need to. I need to write my whole survival story on the Gemini. Like, <laughs> actually, um, maybe there is something wrong with Gemini's because somehow I only attract other Gemini's into my life. And it's no, never Gemini, out. Gemini's are crazy. My little brother's a Gemini too. You're a Gemini. Oh my god. Do you know I've just made it like by a day become a Cancer? <laughs> oh, I still think that you're a Gemini. I'm In not. Okay. You know what happened? Um, there's another one that another post that he posted. Like, can we skip the Geminis and bring on the Cancers? Anyway, I was reading to my little brother the traits of a Gemini because he's a Gemini. And the page made a mistake and said that Gemini was from, I can't remember what date, but the end date was June 22nd, right? My birthday. And I freaked, literally started hyperventilating. Like, no, I can't be a Gemini. <laughs> I was a Cancer. No, like I wanted to cry because... I'm I think, your, I think your, parents, your parents made a mistake with your birth date. I no. really, really think from everything that I can see, no, you are, are you, a fucking are Gemini. You, are you crazy? I'm a cancer to a T. No, you're not a cancer. You're a Gemini. Trust I'm me. Gonna, I'm literally going to come and find you and punch you. I'm like a cancer to a T. You want to avoid being a Gemini that badly. There's nothing wrong with them, Hannah. <laughs> okay, this is the exact thing that's wrong with them. <laughs> You know what? I'm I'm done with this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Look, there's literally what four minutes till my nap. All right, we made it. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining us. I'm sorry if you're a Gemini. <laughs> Thank you for all the questions. Make sure you check out our Instagram, Self Care Sundays Pod. Sundays with a Z, and we're out. <laughs> See you later.